You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point 76 is bringing us into episode number 67 of Straight to the Point My name is Chris, here with my guy Jay, yeah, what's going on? Yo, we got to talk about the, the playoff series and what we, we kind of seeing so far. We got to talk about the NFL and what we seeing so far. And, and I, I got a couple of shout outs I want to give, you know, in, in MLB and hockey. So we got a loaded show today. But, Jerry, we're going to start first. We got to talk about the NBA playoffs and we'll kind of touch on, on different series um, that's going on. Uh, some series that look like they're they're wrapped up, you know, Sixers and, and Wizards and and Boston and and New uh, Brooklyn. But talk to me about some of these series that kind of are still could go one way or another. Um, Memphis taking Game One from Utah, the Lakers and Phoenix. Talk to me about some of these games and some of these series that are still up for grabs. And and what are you seeing so far? Um, I, I don't know. I think the Utah Jazz series is up for grabs. Donovan Mitchell's back. That series down five. Where we thought it was in four because of, you know, Donovan Mitchell didn't get the he, – he was supposed to play game one. He announced he was playing. Then the medical staff, coaching, and front office pulled him at the last second and said, hey, you can't play. We want to make sure you're 100%. Whatever was going on, he got pulled. They lost. Well, that was a surprise when Memphis Grizzlies got. Now with him back, the offense looked revitalized. Their leading scorer is back. Their secondary primary ball hander is back. And, oh, man, this team looks different. I think Memphis is done. They, they had a good run. They made it to the playoffs. <laughs> you, you, you got John Morant to the playoffs. You could be happy about that. You, you're giving him the playoff experience he desperately needs to continue to prove that he's a franchise player for the organization. I don't think they're done. I don't think they're going to win, but I don't think they're done. I think they can sink another game out. You look at what they bring to the table. They have athleticism, but they also have, like, it's weird because they have, like, grizzled young veterans. Like, they have Kyle Anderson, who you can't kind of slow up his – he can't slow his game down or speed it up. He's going to play how he's going to play regardless, you know. Valanchunas is banging with Gobert. Like, Gobert looks like, you know, like he can't really bang with Valanchunas. And, and I don't think a lot of people would have thought that coming in, but – but Valanciunas was giving him work. He was playing from the outside, playing from the inside, rebounding just, you know, rebounding as hard as he can, banging with him, and just kind of giving Utah a, a, a different look. Gobert usually struggles with other bigs, especially bigs that are very strong. Like, he had some some difficulty with, with Andre Drummond. Uh, as a player of the year, struggling against bigs and perimeter guys. Right. Ain't that sign. Ain't that, you know. So Ain't that sign. How is he really defensive player of the year? But whatever. Dang, it's, 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 it's a misnomer. So he's really he really struggles with like he can beat up on like middle tier guys, you know what I mean, but these upper echelon guys he kind of gets exposed. So and I know there's a lot of people out there who are who are of the impression that like, Rudy Gobert is 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 underrated still. You know I don't know how, but you know you look at a guy like that. Donald Trump gave him work. Dylan Brooks gave him work. Kyle Anderson gave him work. John obviously gave him work. So. I don't think they're done. I still, I think they can get another game. I honestly do think they can get another game. The, and now, if if you would have said <laughs> that Memphis would take this series to six when it started, would you have kind of been like, you know, I don't know how they're going to win two. Now that they've already won one. You think they can get another one, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I, I can honestly, I really don't see it happening. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Jazz just have so much firepower going on with Donovan Mitchell back. I think with everything they have, like you mentioned, Gobert's been, he's been, he, he been a little sluggish on the defensive end, but did we not witness one of the most epic first-round blocks we've seen in that Gobert two-handed block on a dunk attempt? Like, the, the man's a defensive weapon. When using the offense a little too heavily, he gets tired. I think that could be a reason why they – 
he lost while he got a little beat up in the first game. But honestly, I think with Donovan back, Donovan played a great game back with the ankle. Mike Conley was able to play a little bit more free where he, I like have I like when the ball is in Mike Conley's hands. Kind of like like he like when the Suns have CP through the ball in his hands. It slows Donovan Mitchell down a little bit. Helps me be efficient rather than just take 30, 40 plus shots. But again, when Mike Conley has the ball in his hands, he when Don Mitchell's out, he has to look to score more. And that's not what you really want at this point in time for Mike Conley. You want him to facilitate more. Right. I like now that with Donovan Mitchell inserted back in, you don't have to worry about Ingles or Clarkson, who's you're going to really start, who's mm-hmm. going to perform off your bench, who, how you're going to find these like times for them to really have their spurts. Because these are guys that are spark plug guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarkson and Ingles are spark plug type of guys. If you put them in the starting lineup, they're going to play good for you. They'll be the spark plug, but when they get cold, you you, you screwed. You out of luck. And that, that showed a little bit in that first game where Clarkson started off hot. And then by around the second half, late in the second half, he was cold. Uh, he was he was gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is something that we're going to have to really focus on. And I'm just like, we look at this series, I think it's done. I think it's going to five. A series that I thought was going to go to five, six, that now I think is going to seven is the Sun series, though. I think it's still I think it's still a shot for them to go to seven. I think Chris Paul, the shoulder's healing. It's, it's looking better after that first first little miss. It's looking better. This is a series that I'm like, it's going, it's going to be tooth and nail. They're going to have to fight it out. I'm loving what I'm seeing from AD, but DeAndre Ayton has finally shown me that he is a valuable center in this league. I remember earlier when we first, like a couple, not even a couple months ago, when we first started talking about DeAndre, I was like, he hasn't really proven anything yet in the center, as a league in the center. Mm. He kind of was like a little soft, a little shook when it comes to playing bigs that were of more stature than him, star potential to him, and then just were stronger than him. Now he's looking good. He looks like a good two-way center. He can, he can hit the mid-range jump shot. He's knocking down some threes, but it's his rebound that's been really efficient. And that first game showed anything. It showed that he's really, he's willing to bang bodies with both Anthony Davis, Montrez Harrell, Andre Drummond. And now the Lakers have to sub in Marcus Gasol because he was abusing Montrez Harrell. So I, I don't know. I, I can see this game go this series going to seven if Chris Paul can just get that shoulder under control. Chris Paul's health has determined has has made the determination for me that this series is not going seven. I don't think the series is going six. I think it's over in five. The way it's over in five now. I think I think it's over in five now. I don't see how Phoenix can keep up offensively um, without Paul. Like I know Booker is great, and but it come it goes back to what we think that what we think that Phoenix is without Chris Paul, and Phoenix without Chris Paul is not the second best team in the West. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Chris Paul makes that engine go. Now I understand that. Uh, his shoulder may or may not be be recovering a little bit more, but the the, the thing I, I hate about Chris Paul, and not not about Chris Paul that I hate for Chris Paul, I should say, is that whenever it gets down to to to, to postseason time and to the clutch time and things like that, he finds a way to get hurt. You know, his body betrays him one way or another. I don't even know. I can't even tell you how he got hurt. You know, because it, it looked like a routine, like, you know, something he's done a thousand times, and now his shoulders gone. Yeah, just gone. And it, it, I think that injury literally stemmed from the play he had on LeBron, where it was a dirty play. And then it just kind of, it's just, that was lingering, and now it gotten worse. But mm-hmm. we've seen some dirty plays through this, through this series. It's, it's, a, it's a physical play. It's it's some, Devin Booker, it's, it's getting physical. They get chit-chatty over it's there. A physical play. And I was wondering, like, what Le- how will LeBron handle it? Because you know LeBron, you know LeBron, that's LeBron boy, you know. And sometimes he he kind of tends to take it easy on his friends, but I think he can't. I, he can't. He no, can't he, take it. He, he he's allowed it. though the matchup to. Uh, he's been avoiding the matchup when it comes to the switches. He's really been going at Jay Crowder and other guys. He's been letting Schroeder well, and, and Crowder. And the thing about Crowder is like they were teammates in Cleveland. And they was there. They didn't like each other in Cleveland. They that's why that's why he got him. LeBron, you say he got him, but that's why Crowder was eventually traded. He just they just couldn't mesh well on and off the court. I mean, it happens. So you see, like LeBron, my favorite picture of LeBron, you know, backing down Crowder. Did you see Andre Drummond? Also, oh yeah, down. just just a great thing. And then LeBron Air. took him to work. Just took him to work. And they said, you know, they said that the the thing with LeBron's having fun, like you've already lost. I think this series is over. I, I, like, there's no way Phoenix can if if Chris Paul is healthy, then yeah, six seven, of course. 
But if Chris Paul isn't healthy, the, the Suns will not win another game, period. Yeah, I don't know. I need guys to step up. And right now we talked about Mikael Bridges for another team that's in a, a very good series or a series where we both think it's over. But if Mikael Bridges has to step up, Jay Crowder has just not been hitting shots that they need to hit. Like I believe at one point in, throughout that game, when, we're, when I say game during game three, he was one for seven. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Like defense alone is cool, but you gotta hit your shots. And these, some of these are open shots. They're, these are guys that are physically leaving you open because they they have to switch over on a double in double team Booker because you guys are doing back screens on the screen and roll guy to either free up Aiden or have space for that book. Like it's a, it's perfect plays, but if you open like this, you gotta hit your shots and just hasn't been hitting them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not denying it. I, I think we both agree the Lakers are going to win this. I just think the Suns can still make it a series. You're saying it's done. It's, it's watched. I, I, think it's I think it's over. A, a, a transition to another series where I think it's over, Washington and Philadelphia. Oh, you know what's crazy? We haven't really, just, like, just like the national media, us regional media, we haven't really been talking about Philadelphia because we know it's over. We know it's, it's over. It's over. It, the TV schedules have been disrespectful to us, but it's okay. We'll see what happens in the second round. Yeah, like, come on now. Once you get the Sixers on at 1 o'clock on a Saturday for and, Or on NBA TV on a Tuesday. Like, come, yeah, come like, on now. Oh, so, and then we what see them on Tuesday. What are we? we don't play again to a Saturday. Like, I'm really oh, Come on. What, what are we? Utah? It's okay. We got a prime time spot. We'll talk about – I think right now, hopefully Sixers get these injuries under control because Tobias tweaked his ankle a little bit. Seth Curry rolled his ankle. He limped out. I need these even, guys to get under control. Even even uh, even Washington had a lot of some issues with Russ. Russ tweaked his ankle. It's it's not looking good with, with these ankle injuries or just the injuries in general in the first round. I think like, it's I think it's it, I think it's a matter of like you know a lot of players had, who didn't have an offseason, didn't have a proper offseason. Join schedule. This schedule it's, shortened. It's, it's, it's I love seventy two game schedule, but you, you you pushed it all together. Where and I, mean, I think the Sixers play like six too. games. We're really playing six games straight. I don't think it's traveling. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I agree. Six or series is over, though. Another so. another series that's over. Uh, Brooklyn and Boston. I don't care if Boston manages to win a game. They're not winning. They're not winning. No, the Nets have showcased their power. It's it's over. Like like Tatum can muscle them to a to a to a game. I told you, Tatum's the to Carmel Anthony for this series. He's, he, if he's not dropping like, 35, 50 a night. It's... Muscle them to to one game, maybe. They're not winning. You know what I'm saying? And then it's crazy because um, I've seen on social media people saying this series has showcased how much more important Brown is, Jalen Brown, when I say Brown, is to Jason Tatum. I'm like, no, that's not true. I think it shows how much more important – Jalen Brown is to Kemba Walker, but this is things we've already known. We found out that Kemba doesn't fit this system. We found out that Al Holford and uh, Gordon Hayward were the glue. These were the guys that were making the plays, the playmaking guys. Al Horford was a playmaking center. One of the reasons why the Sixers brought him over, but he was a playmaking center. He was, he was going to get you those six to seven assists. Gordon Hayward is another playmaking guy. He was going to sacrifice his offense, which he did, to get you five to six assists tonight. Kemba, he tries, but you have Kemba, Tatum, and Brown. These are ISO players. I have these are all three of them are ball dominant ISO guys. That the best thing they're going to give you on assist wise is a kickout. You can't have that. We need a play. You need a facilitating playmaking guy, and Kemba's not it. Kemba, if they were going to be in this series, Kemba would have to go back to his throwback Hornets days, and he needs to drop thirty a night with a Tatum who has to drop forty a night. And it's just not it's just not happening right now. You can still see Kemba still shook up from his injuries. He's still gonna bang the Yeah, bruise. that's the point I was gonna say. Kemba's still recovering from them from the injuries. So it's again, Chris. You're absolutely right. I think we're both in the this series is done. I saw a couple of, I think the first game of the series, Blake had two vicious dunks. He can't shoot anymore now that he's dunking again, but two vicious dunks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this series is done. He can Blake only do one or the other. Like yeah, Blake, Blake's one dimensional. He can only do but so much. He, he's either dunking or he's, he's shooting threes, and he's now back to his dunking ways. You know, it was a vicious left hand. You know, the people would be like, all right, can you walk and shoot them at the same time? Obviously, Blake Griffin cannot walk and chew them at the same time. All right, you gotta take his breaks, but hey, man, it, it was vicious. And I'm just loving what I see. But speaking of Carmel Anthony, Chris, I think this Blazer series, the Nuggets got a chance to win it. I think the Nuggets, not that more than a chance. I think the Nuggets will win this series. 
Oh, God, it, it hurt me to see them win this series. One, because it helps elevate Nicole Jokic to the MVP that he, he will eventually be named no, as. No, the MVP is a regular season only award. That's what they keep telling us. That's what they keep air quotes telling us because the votes are in. The votes are already in. I think Nicole Jokic is going to get the award because the votes are in. But it just helps. This, this does help elevate for those of us that believe that the MVP award should be an all year round award. He's proven that he's. MVP Congress. He's it's not like he's not playing good games. He's helped help carrying this team to victory. I know all servers had a great performance the other night where they had a win, but Cole Yoga said 36, 11, and 10. Like right. the f- game two, 38, 8, and I believe nine. Game one where they lost 34, 16, and 9. Like the, the man's just been on missions and he's doing his thing. And when he's the lead scorer, because that's what you're trying to do is try and make Nicole Yoga score because you don't want him to play make. You, you don't want this guy to facilitate the ball because if he does that, you, you're basically out of luck because it's just how good this team is when they, they have him passing the ball out and making these plays. But I thought this team would be dead in the right when Jamal Murray out. Mm-hmm. I thought Michael Porter Jr. was going to step up good. I thought he was going to make his plays. But when you are missing, your guy that comes in basically playoffs averaging 30 points a game, mm-hmm. that's going to hurt you. And it, it it hasn't yet. I think a lot of people First thought game, that. But I don't know. I think a lot of people thought that once um, Murray went out, that this team just didn't have enough to to compete, you know. And I think that if Jokic is who we think he is, then they have enough to to beat Portland because Portland's one of those teams that will find a you know they can find a way to win, but they can just as easily find a way to to be exploited. And if if the, the Denver game plan is to take advantage of the bigs, you know, Jokic, I'm sorry, Jokic on Nurkic, you know, like Jokic is going to win that, that battle. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. A guy that has to, got rid of, and now we see it was for the right reason. Jokic well, is just that good. Well, you can't have both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, one has to go. So and I just want to clarify, it was 34, 16, and one assist in game one, the one that they lost. Yeah, one assist, which is what you want. You don't want him passing the ball. You want right. him doing his thing right, right. because if he passes, they win. So the thing is, when you have a team like Portland, they have to they have to take advantage of their guard play. But you know, Denver, they still have Aaron Aaron Gordon. They still have Jokic, like we said. They still have better. He's played people. better, Chris. I like that you mentioned Aaron Gordon. He did what we said he needed to do. He's played better. He's played better. He's earning but, the right to say he was a good trade. But it's also. Just being very active on the defensive end, um, and that's something that he feels as though he needed um, to to do and, and to definitely step up on the defensive end. And is going if they're going to win that series, that's what they need. Uh, speaking of winning series on the defensive end, the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks. And I know we wanted to talk about this, Jerry. I know this is you said this is one of the the best series that you've seen in the best long first time. round series I've seen in a minute. Because a lot uh, of it has been washed. A lot of what I think that I, – because I think that the Knicks are winning this series. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You don't believe yes, that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You don't believe that, Chris. Come yes, on. I do. Chris, you don't believe that. You, you're not, we're not with the Knicks hype. You don't believe that. You oh, don't I'm, believe that it's good basketball when the Knicks are good. You don't believe that. You don't believe basketball is good when the Knicks are good, Chris. You don't believe yeah, that hype. It is. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You telling me that it's not okay to act like you just won the, uh, won the series after you won one game? No, it's not okay, Chris. I'm delusional. Fan. No, they, they was a, you thought they won a championship the way I said the fan base cheered and acted a lot. First of all, don't take away their joy, all right? Because you've been spoiled. Because you're a Sixers fan, you've been spoiled. But don't right. you don't forget you're where you right, Chris. That's don't forget where we came that. from. All right, don't forget. Chris, I'm just saying, what? where was there the process days? Because I wasn't cheering when we got that ninth and eighth and that tenth win. I wasn't cheering. I was like, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. no. But when they went, when they when they went from ten wins to fifty wins, everyone was kind of like, oh, this oh, is yeah. something serious. I'm I'm cheering about that, Chris. You're absolutely right. I am going to cheer about that. But I wasn't cheering when we was losing games. When we won a game during that process time, I wasn't cheering. I'm like, I went home happy. Yeah, but you not, but my point, but of course you're not. But my point is. That when you've been down bad for so long, and you start to see this the, the crack of hope, there's a process for the Sixers for what five, six years. The Knicks say, have been I, I think down. What you're saying is the Sixers fans are better than Knicks fans. What you're saying. We're, we're more humble. We're just more humbled. 
Will you, will you, will you listen? I, I'm trying, but you, you, you're spicing this Knicks fan base, and I can't. Bro, just... all I'm saying is when you've been down bad for 25 years, you're going to act crazy. It happens. It does. I'm not mad at it. <sighs> yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be saying, you know, crazy things to Trey Young and no no crowd should be saying crazy things to you know these these athletes. Okay, I understand that. But if you want to heckle respectfully, you know, I'm all for it. I'm not mad at that when you when the curse. I'm not, the I'm not saying I'm not saying throw, stuff, I'm cool I'm, with that. I'm not like, saying throw popcorn on people. Yeah, I'm, or because we we was gonna I was gonna mention this later, but I'm I'm, I'm okay with the you, if we you talk to the players, the players talk back to you, y'all crazy each other. That's that's old school basketball. They did that, but the throwing the popcorn or the spin at Trey Young where he noticed it after a while, or the Jazz fans that were basically throwing racist taunts at John Morant, uh, John Morant's family, like we that's not cool. And mind you, we uh, Chris, I think we know this. The Utah Jazz has one of the most despicable fan bases in the NBA. It's it's horrendous. Like the racial slurs that have got, gotten thrown out throughout the years it has not gotten much better. They try and ban who they can ban, but you can't always reel out the bad seeds. But it at this point in time, it's not cool. I just want to put it out there that one of the quotes that was said that was said to his daughter was, I'll put a nickel in your back and watch you dance, boy. That was next to John Moran's dad, his, his sister. Like those are things you just don't say. Those are things you don't say. While John Morant's dad, his sister, and his family are at the game, those are things that were screamed at John Morant while they were next to him, the fan. Like, those are things you don't say. Like, what, what, what's going on? I don't, honestly, I'm confused with the whole, that, what that, what's that supposed to mean to him? I, listen, I, I understand listen, the racial innuendos. Listen, 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 listen. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. At the end of the day, it shouldn't be said. If they, it's it, just, just despicable things. Don't even say it, all right? Don't even like that's we again. I appreciate the NBA swiftness on banning players, the, the ownership that does it. They make sure they get these things done, but we we have to put this in check. The popcorn of Russell Westbrook was not okay. Like right, that man, was come on, that was that was not okay. He's already he's already leaving. Man's limping off the court. He's already going off the court. Like I get it. People caping up for MB versus Westbrook. I get it, but at the end of the day. That's not you don't need to do that. Like that was and, not necessary. And it's worse as one bad apple kind of, they, they try they try and make the they say they the whole tree's rotten. No, that does not that one particular person does not speak for an entire fan base. Yeah, <laughs> Chris but, and I are not like but, that. But but you can't on one hand you can't say you can't say that about one fan base and then you just said again, I just said about the jazz. They root they try to they're rooting out these the bad seeds. Yeah, the, you, they, you gotta get rid of you said the Jazz have been one of the most despicable fans. It's still toxic. Yeah, no, it's it's toxic. It's been but like you, that. But you can't. But you can't have it both ways. All right. I mean, the Sixers have never been known for toxicity in the in the fan base. We 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 in four years we have not been known for that. When we when I'm talking about racial slurs or having any type of innuendos used, where we're degrading a player racially, we have not done it. We have not been on major news throughout that our entire time as an organization. Are you sure? Especially in the 2010s. Come on, especially right. without the time. Yeah, you can't, you can't parse that. You can, don't do that. Don't be them. Don't be that type of person, man. Don't try to parse one time period because, unfairly or not, Philadelphia has a reputation of being some of the worst quote unquote fans. You know, to up to opposing players, to opposing teams. You know, I, you I, again, you the ugliness of fan bases is everywhere. And that's what that's the point you're trying to make, and I get that. Yeah, you can't do that. It's just we just can't. It can't get this far now. We're 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 trying to uplift at this point in time. And, and that's you, I think it's one thing to it's one thing to heckle and 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 all to, for that. I'm all for that to get under people's skin. Yeah, that, that you can you do that. You don't gotta be. You don't gotta be racial. You don't gotta be. You know. Personal disrespect. You don't got throw stuff at people. Right, I, like I don't that. need. They, we don't. We don't need that anymore. Like, there's other ways to really have fun at a game and still be competitive and taunting. And then you know, this last series, Chris, is the series I'm most excited about, most most appreciative of. A guy that's just been doing it all. Going to take over the league real soon. It's, it's going to be his league, and that is Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers. I've told you before, Clippers in six. Hold on, hold it's on, still Clippers and six. I mean, uh, not Clippers. Mavs and six. It's still on. Mavs and six. Hold on, hold on. 
Now, everybody who knows me knows that one of my favorite players oh. was Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, gosh. You despicable. Don't even know why you was a fan of that man. Greatness. I look at Mooka and I say, no, he's wow. Not. He's better than what? him. What? He's better than Dirk. Stop. When he wins him a ring, he's better than Dirk. Let's, let's not be disrespectful. They're not even disrespectful. He's gonna be better. Let's not. I'm just want to throw this out there. Let's not be players that average 30 points per game in their playoff careers, minimum of five games. Michael Jordan averaged 33.4. When Luka Doncic's 32. When Luka wins a ring, we'll have a different conversation. Just want to throw this out there. First eight playoff games of Luka Doncic's career, he's been his averages. He's averaging in the playoffs 32 points a game, 10 rebounds, nine assists on 50% shooting. You gonna let we talked about him in the regular season shooting like thirty percent. You gonna point. let me finish my point or what? I'll, I'll, I'll entertain it. You'll entertain it. I will. Mute you. I will mute you right now. I'll entertain what you guys say. Okay. My point being is that I may have to reignite the card of Maverick supporter after <laughs> watching Luka Doncic. Destroy, humiliate, and annihilate the fraudulent Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, haven't heard you use that word in a while. Fraudulent. I thought that word was only reserved for a certain NFL team. Then Los Angeles Clippers are the epitome of fraudulent. Kawhi, fraudulent. Paul George is fraudulent. Patrick Beverly got y'all fooled. Someone, someone told me that Ty Lue was going to put this team over the top. Everything I was told about this Los Angeles Clippers team is fraudulent. I was sold a bill of lies. I was told that this was different. This was a different Clippers team. No. It's no, not. Not at all? It's they got rid of Doc Rivers. They, they got rid of the problem. No, Doc wasn't the problem. It's this Clippers curse. They need to take the team out of Los Angeles and place them somewhere else. They, it's, it's, no, it's, it's no, it's no. And I look at at Dallas and I see that everyone's making shots, you know, not just Luca, but Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba. And everybody, they could pull dirt out of retirement right now and he can get the Clippers buckets. (laughs) All I'm saying is the Clippers stink. I don't care though, I don't care if they win two games in Dallas. They have no heart. They'll get their soul snatched right back out, right back from out under them. You know, they can't sustain anything. I've always, you know, they they keep saying, oh, it's a game of runs. It's a game of runs. Well, the Clippers are on a downward trajectory, and they have been they have been that way since the bubble. They've lost, as at the time of this recording, five straight playoff games. Mm. Now, if they win Game Three in Dallas, they'll break that record. But if they lose Game Three in Dallas and go down three zero, serious. Bring the brooms out. That's what you're it saying. Don't, it don't even matter if they win one. They won't win two, and they won't win three, and they won't win four. It's not happening. It's uh, not I, happening. I honestly don't know what's going on with the Clippers. Again, they, I said they, I said Mavs and six, but I thought this was going to be a series at least. It's just been a dominant showcase for Uber Dodgers. This, this has been this is what we expected when we said, "Yo, if he has a healthy Mavericks team." With defenders, what could he do? Who can stop him? The, pro- the problem the is, is nobody. The problem is he feels disrespected by the Clippers. And he's not the only one. But he's taking it personally. Well, I mean, they were locking him up a little bit in the last series. It, again, no, it was a little bit. No, they weren't. But there were games where he, he, he averaged damn near a triple-double. How was he Yeah, but his shooting, wasn't, his shooting wasn't the – during that series, he wasn't shooting that well. 
which is uh, which is to be expected I when mean, he's, he's the a, only he's one not, that was shooting the ball. He's not a great shooter. He's not an elite shooter. He can. Oh no! But can. also look at the amount of shots he had to take during that series where he what kept them within. But, but what was the average every game? What was the average? Oh, he, he was averaging around thirty points a game. Come on what, now, eight assists and nine rebounds at the time. It was by he, himself. Was there was by no himself. No Porzingis. There was none of this. So no Josh Richardson there to play defense. Jalen Brunson was hurt. Dorian Finney-Smith isn't the Dorian Finney-Smith he is now. I don't Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing on contract. Yeah, he's snapping. I'm sorry to cut I you don't off. Hear, but I don't want to hear about he, he, he's, he's, he got locked. He didn't get locked. Clippers stink. That's what the Clippers believe. That's why I said. The, that's why I made sure the I put the emphasis are on delusional. The Clippers believe they locked him up. The Clippers believe. Delusional. Delusional. Well, I, I think it was uh, Russell Westbrook that once said, uh, Pat Bev, God believes he fool. plays defense. God <laughs> <your fool. laughs> They believe he plays defense. He just runs up and down a court. He runs gas. He runs gas up and down a court. Cardio. Because um, he, all he they, is um, cardio. it was announced earlier today that the Clippers would be benching Pat Beverly for Reggie Jackson to start the game. This is, I think, a good move for Tyloo because Pat Bev was getting exposed, especially on the defensive end. I he he, Luka Doncic wanted that matchup, especially against Pat Beverly, who was considered one of the best defenders on the Clippers team. He wanted that matchup every time Pat Bev was on him. He went right to the basket. He didn't take any step backs. Didn't do any threes. He went to the cup on him every time. And that's because he wanted that matchup. And also called him small. Don't forget about that. No, he called him small. He got it. He got a revenge from Matt Kleber and dunked on Marcus Morris, who's been having a I try I try to defend Marcus Morris because I like his game, but he's been having a bad playoff series. Bad. It, it, I, again, he's been he hasn't been playing the best basketball his career this season, but he's been having 13 points as a starter. He was, he's been subpar. But it's this this playoff series, it's been bad. Horrendously bad. His shooting's been piss poor. He's actually been passing up on shots because I don't. I don't think he trusts his own jump shot right now. And that's not what you need if you're a Clippers. Because I've heard that the Clippers need some more pieces to be a championship team. What what, what more could you really need? You have two of the best two way players in this, in basketball. Some heart. Some heart. No, Rajon Rondo, Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, who's a good shooter. Let's not forget he's like he's not no, he's not no scrub. He a good shooter. He, you you have Zubak who. Not a, the best big, but you, you put you said you would rather have kept him than let Mont- and you let Montrez Harrell walk. You got guys on this team. When you brought in Rondo, you brought in a facilitating playmaker that can run your offense because that's what Kawhi wanted. You're doing what Kawhi wanted. I mean, it wasn't the he wanted uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, but that wasn't going to happen. You didn't have the assets to get him, but you got Rondo. It was it was a shade a shade under him. Champion still though. Listen. What, what, what else could you really need? You got the new coach you wanted because you didn't believe Doc. Was, you thought Doc was the, the answer. You at thought the, Doc was the, the problem. At the end of the day, if Paul George is your second best player, you're not winning a title. Ooh, that got to hurt the heartstrings. For all the Clippers fans, that got to hurt. So I'm, it's, it's proven. If he's your Paul George has been playing good this series, though. It's not, yeah, he's, it, he's been a good second fiddle this series. At the, at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he's first or second. If he's one or two, you're not winning. You've seen it in Indiana. We've seen it in Oklahoma City. We're seeing it in Los Angeles. It's not happening. Yeah, it's, it has not been great. I still think it's I think it's Mavs in six. Chris thinks it's Mavs in four. I that's I can I say can I confirm I that think, kind of lock I that think in? I think it's Mavs in three. Get these dudes out of here. <laughs> Get these guys off the court, please. Uh, I think we'll lock that in now. All I'm saying is it's it's Mavs in three. It's Milwaukee in like six. Oh, and I like it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Milwaukee in six? Six seconds. Six oh, seconds. okay. All right, all right. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get the chance to talk about this Boston Heat. Six seconds in the game four. It's, oh, come on now. I might, we might have to go back to the previous recording, but I do want to know what we said about the Bucks. We said Bucks are going to win the series, but what, I don't know exactly what we said. Did we say we, Bucks in five or Bucks in th- six? We thought it was going to be some more uh, fight. No fight. No fight from the Heat. They have oh, been, yeah. Uh, the Tyler Hero sophomore slump is, offic- is officially patented. It, he's there, hit. There uh, is no more. Slump. There is no more heat in my head. Bam Adebayo, a lost cause of the series. Lost cause. He's, they, the, the major need for the heat right now is to get a big man to help Bam because he can't do it alone. Bam Adebayo looks like his, a former shell of himself. His rookie year right now, he does in his third, fourth year. I'm um, Jimmy Butler. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I said it, and um, people, people, some of the people I talked to said, "Jared, you're this is you're wrong on this one." But Chris, when I was when you watched the Heat last season mm-hmm. and how they really stepped up, 
Mm-hmm. When it came to that playoffs, there were the the Heat really were dogs in that last playoffs. They yeah. had that energy, but it wasn't that Jimmy was like lights out until the, like from the finals he started off every game lights out. But it wasn't like he was lights out in the beginning of each playoff series, especially in the first and second rounds. It took time for him to really rev his engine. You 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 don't you don't just get into a car, turn it on, turn it on. You automatically in drive. You gotta get out of park first, and that's how Jimmy Butler plays his game. You gotta get out of park. You gotta get the drive. But when he was playing. I said that Jay Crowder was that guy that really helped bring Jimmy Butler to life on that team. And now that he's gone, Trevor Reza is his replacement. It's not working. I think if Jay Crowder was still on this Heat team, I think the series would be a little bit different because Jay Crowder, again, is a, a Mar- Marquette guy. They put him to the same college. But he's just that he's another one of them rough riding guys, a dog that, that Jimmy needs. Because right now, Jimmy doesn't have that kind of guy, that mentality on the court with him. And I think that's what he's missing, I, besides another superstar, of course. But I'm just talking about mentality-wise, that type of level of execution where you know the guy is going to go to the trenches with you. Guy is going to fight for you because Jay Crowder is a guy that's going to fight for you. Guy that's going to hit you corner threes, but he's proving the season of the Suns that he can't really do it. But he's going to hit you shots, which he did last year for Heat. I think that's what the Heat were missing right this series, at least to make it competitive as a Jay Crowder because I don't know anybody else that can step up and do that. Who's going to be that guy that's going to get in P.J. Tucker's face? Because I haven't seen it from Duncan Robinson. Don't you ain't seen it from... From uh, Trevor Reason, Trevor Reason was uh, like a like a pigeon, just ready to get shot out of the sky. Uh, he looking bad. What are those things? Yeah, don't they shoot? What are those things where they be like four or the 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 duck hunters be doing? You know what I'm talking about. You, you a, see, you ever duck, seen the movies? A duck. Oh, man. ducks, and pigeons, same thing. It's still a a, a bird that can somewhat fly. The, whatever. You, you, you got the analogy. I'm sorry. You ever seen but a yeah, duck, you ever seen a duck fly? Honestly, I know. No, I've seen him. Have I seen? I don't. I don't think I've seen him. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're a little tired. You're starting to get a little crazy. <laughs> but you got the analogy, though. It's just like I. I don't see anybody really that fighting him. That dog mentality. Barely. I barely. Besides know. Jimmy, I don't see it. Yeah, they they had no fight in them. They, they just rolled over and died. And I'm like, Jay Crowder was that second guy. He wasn't the second best player on that team. No, Tyler Hero was having a great year. Dunn Robinson was doing his thing. But he was that mentality that you needed. You need, because you always need one of them guys that can just be in the trenches with you, be in the fight with you. And right now, Jimmy doesn't have that. Bam looks exhausted. Um, Kendrick Nunn, nowhere to be found. Drogic's playing like Drogic. He's playing solid. But again, he's just not enough. Andre Godala. It's far looking like how I expected Andre Dow to look a couple seasons ago, mm-hmm. which is where he's a subpar defender, but the shot's not there anymore, and he just can't dunk. So I, I don't know what's going on. I think my question to you, Chris, and this is a question I've just been asked a lot of people, do the Bucks now have a big three with Drew Holiday? Is this, no. Can we call this a big three? No. It's a, it's a big one in three quarters. Because I don't think Middleton is like Middleton is the number two and Holiday is the number three. But I don't like big three. You think it's like guys who could guys who led their own teams and got together. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when Boston had a big three, it was uh, Ray Allen who came from Seattle, Paul Pierce who already led Boston, and KG who was in Minnesota. Oh, right. when it was when it was the Heat big three, it was. LeBron, who was in Cleveland, Wade, who was already in Miami, and then Bosch, who was in Toronto. When, uh, like, like this, this Nets big three, it was Harden, who was in Houston, Durant, who was in OKC. I don't really call him. He wasn't the leader in, in, in Golden State. You know, he's the best player. It was Steph's team. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But OKC, it was his team. And then it was Kyrie in Boston. It was it was Kyrie's team, and then oh the, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Middleton has never been his, you know, never had his own team. Well, I mean, he was there before Giannis. Well, before Giannis became Giannis, he was there. He was the guy. Yeah, but he was the guy. He wasn't the guy. It was Bledsoe, you know. Okay. It was you know somebody else. Yeah, it wasn't him. Uh, Drew Holiday had, I guess you could say, the Sixers. He was the guy for cigarettes. Let's not he say I guy. guess. He was, he, he was the guy. He was he was the guy, but he wasn't like they tried like Evan Turner, Elton Brand. It was Elton Brand. You know, it wasn't even Drew Holiday. It was Elton Brand. 
You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. It was, then, it was like, like, well, then it was a little well off the bat. Well, well, yeah. um, you know what I mean? Like, Drew, oh, I, 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 guess you could, I guess you could say New Orleans, maybe, if you don't want to, you know, pre-Zion, you know what I mean? So, because nah, yeah, even then, AD was still the guy. It was AD, you know what I mean? It was AD. So, guys who haven't led their own teams can't be a big three. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it goes. I think I was going to say, I agree. I don't think it was a big three either. I think I like what they have. I think they have a, a collective unit. I think they'd win a chip this year if they had gotten Bonda. That, I'm going to end my spans on that. I think they'd have won a chip this year if they had gotten Bogdan and not had tanked on that whole deal. I, so, like, even with, like, even with DiVincenzo out, you know, he tore uh, muscles in his ankle, so he's out for oh, hurts me. Feeling over the finals. Postseason. So, now you look at a team like uh, Milwaukee, I don't think it's a big three. I think it's a big, I think it's Gian, uh, Giannis and then, like, two supporting cast members on each side. But, like, Giannis is in the forefront, you know what I mean? Where you look at, at at Brooklyn, it's it's very clearly Durant, Harden, Irving, side by side. Look at Philadelphia, it's Embiid, it's Simmons. Okay, and then you got Tobias in, in the background. You know what I mean? Okay. You look at uh, the Lakers. The Lakers. It's LeBron. It's AD. They're, and then whoever wants to step up that game. And then and then whoever whoever else. I get what you're saying. I get whoever it. I, I agree. I, so I, I don't think, think it's a big big three. three for them is just it's too much. I think it's too much pressure to even call them a big three. I don't think it's not I'm not even a, a terms of pressure because I'm not even talking about execution. I'm saying it's not a big three. It's a a superstar franchise player with supporting cast. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Speaking Overpaid of, supported cast, but yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of supporting cast, I want to make this point before we uh, end the show. Julio Jones. Oh yes. Who already said he ain't going to Dallas? Oh yes. Whether, whether or not he knew he was on live television, whatever. But it's out there now. Apparently, the asking price for Julio is a first-round pick. Atlanta does not want to trade him within the conference. So I know what you're thinking, Eagles fans. I would definitely – I would trade a first for Julio yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have two don't, and a half, so. Don't care. <laughs> Julio, here you go. And they, you know who the Eagles play week one. Atlanta. Mm. That'd be a great home oh, return. Oh, I'm saying. Julio going for 300 yards. But you, if you're realistically a, a team that needs a receiver, you got a couple options. Jared, what do you think is the best team? Uh, if, you know, I, I'm a GM of this team. I'm a piece away. Who I can go out and get Julio. Who do you think should go out and get him? Um, if I'm the G- if you're a GM for the other team or you're a GM of the Falcons, I'm the GM of this other team. I need to go get Julio. What if I'm the GM of the other team, the one, team, the first team in my, you know, first team I am for I'm the Baltimore Ravens. I'm Jamison Hensley. I'm all in. Yep. I am like, yo, man, we got a Rashad Bateman. That guy needs a veteran that's going to tell, teach him how to be just as good, if not better. And we need a big body receiver for Lamar Jackson, who was just an MVP QB. This the guy. Go get Julio. I will send you a – if it's a first, I'll send you a first. If it's a second, I'll send you the second. If it's the newly acquired fifth rounder we just got from the Orlando Brown trade with the Chiefs in 2022, we'll give you that too. It's whatever we need to give you to make sure that not only does Lamar Jackson have the number one wide receiver that he needs for his, what, the next two, two and a half seasons, potentially two seasons, but you got a guy coming in that averages 95.5 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Like, like I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the show uh, Sight, Chris, but come on, son. Come on, son. Like, like, that's what Mar Jackson needs. Like, that's what he needs. Mm-hmm. And then I think if you do that with the defense they have, 
I put I pinched in the Ravens in for Super Bowl. I put them down now. Super Bowl. If I'm being completely objective, I'm going to say two teams, but they kind of mirror each other, and it kind of makes sense when I say this. But if I'm New England or I'm Tennessee, ooh, a team that you once called fraudulent. I definitely call Tennessee fraudulent. But they get Julio. I can't really call him fraudulent. <laughs> right? You, I gotta respect it. You know what I mean? Like you have Derrick Henry and you have Julio and you have AJ Brown. Like, yeah, they call, they just lost John New Smith. <laughs> you made up for but, it. You but, made up for it. Like, all right, if you think you all in on Tannehill, I got Julio. Oh man. Right? Or if I'm a team in that same division. I'm a team like Indianapolis. I'm going to put as many weapons around Carson once as I can. Can, can I interject really fast? Can yeah. I interject? Right. I'm just saying, Chris, if the if the if, if the Colts get a Hoyo, you know, you know, that's a good thing for the Eagles. Yes, it is. Oh, I didn't know if you do I, that. Then, I was thinking, no, we do that. It's a so, good thing for the Eagles. <laughs> so, 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 if I'm a team like the Colts, right? And it's like you know. Got a, a quarterback, then you know, he needs to work his way up. I'm gonna give him a big body receiver, let him throw it up. You know, Carson likes to throw some stuff up there. You know, maybe he's a little off here and there. Oh, I'm gonna give you Julio. Julio can catch that. You know what I mean? Or I'm a team that, if I'm really being honest, and I have a quarterback that's not really. You know, I, I had this guy in Hawaii that I need to make amends with. And I know I have this 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 hanging over my franchise. I think I can make a run in the NFC, even though Atlanta said they really don't want to trade him within the conference. But if I'm Green Bay, I'm like, yo, what you need for Julio? I got you. Boom. Getting it done. Next call to Aaron, like, yo, listen, my man, I'm sorry. but. I got you Devontae Adams, and I got you Julio Jones. Let's go win two rings, and then you can go on about your business. Who's, you know, who says no? Yeah. So yeah. I, think, I think there's a lot more options. Even there's a lot more. You can make the case for a bunch of different things, you know. But if I'm looking at teams like, you know, he wants to win now, Tennessee, New England's never out of it, Buffalo. Oh, uh, dude, Buffalo you know, would be nasty. <laughs> oh, that'd be nasty. If Denver, if Denver really thinks they can get Aaron Rodgers, oh, don't, 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 you know, Chris, don't, like, don't yo, me now. That's I, that's. I got Julio. I got Julio over here. I got Rod. Yo, I got the pieces to go get Rodgers. Can you imagine them that the that division? You got Herbert, the Raiders, Kansas City, Denver. That's must see television. You know what I mean. Oh yeah, that this huge. Julio, it's the cream of the crop for him. It's whoever just gives up the best at Seattle. this point. If I'm the Falcons, I don't even think you can really have the luxury of saying like now after the the whole live. I don't think you have the luxury of saying yo, we won't trade within the conference anymore because now I think it's they, take they would prefer not to. They, I know you prefer anybody would prefer because you don't want to ever see this guy again. Like not at least not you, twice a year. If you're going to trade within the conference, you might as well just get that you know get that ass whooping out the way first week one. <laughs> I'd love to see him again. <laughs> Julio was a great move. Yeah, it don't even I matter don't, if the Eagles win or not. Julio going, Julio going to spank him. Yeah. To end the segment off, because it was a, we, we just want to quickly get this other way. I think if it was live, if he knew he was on live or not, Julio can spin this as one of the best PR moves because now your name is now back at the forefront of the trade talks. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you because Rogers are taking over. The quarterback's taking over, Chris. Basically, the quarterback's taking over. Sean, always. Now you're back at the forefront. Now you basically have garnished or guaranteed your way out because there's no way they keep it you now. You basically said you're gone. Like you've been on live television on Fox News. You're gone. You've now made it to where they gotta trade you before the season because they don't want to, they don't want to take the cap hit. So I think it was a great move for Julio, regardless if he knew it was if the PR standpoint there was good. That he can flip this any which way he wants to. And honestly, I can't think of a bad team right now for Julio that just wouldn't look good with him on paper. 
And it, you can make a, the Rams. You can make an argument for a lot of teams. Dude, uh, Chris, let me just throw this last thing out there before we go. The Bears with Justin Fields and Al Robinson? Come on. Like, nope. come on, man. Like, dude, there's teams that could use. Like, I don't think there's a, Yo, a single team that could use. Speaking of the Bears, you know they might they might be up for sale soon. You trying to make a you trying to throw some bread in for that? Absolutely. Without a doubt. You know, I have no problem. I will. I have no problem, you know. I will talk to my debt collectors now and say, hey, man, I'll pay you back in five to ten. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm faking my death. Oh, man. Who is that guy in the stands in Chicago? He's got some sunglasses on. He looks just like Chris. Here's uh, blonde, though. That's not him. <laughs> He's got braids. Like, that's not Chris. <laughs> Oh, I, I haven't even laughed that hard, but I'm just thinking how I got rid of mods. He's got braids. That man has braids. All right. Um, I have nothing. To, oh, I do have two things to add. First, in baseball, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, the greatest, uh, the greatest play slash greatest blunder I ever saw, Javi Baez from the, from the Cubs, Cubs hits a ball, gets caught in a rundown between home plate and first base, which is like, Unbelievably, oh, I saw this play. It's dumb by, by the Pirates. <laughs> like, just throw the ball. They have two outs. If you throw the ball to first base, he's out. The run does. The run doesn't score regardless. They allow the run to score and Baez to be safe at first. Completely inexplicable. The greatest. I can't even say it was a great play by Javier Baez because, like, he shouldn't have been able to be in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should have just. They should have just got him out at first. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild, two teams of hockey that they're very near and dear to my heart because, you know, I like to gamble. And they have gotten me some good wins on my parlays. Went to game seven tonight against each other. So it was very hard to, to, to say that for the rest of the, the playoffs in hockey, I will lose one of my favorites. I'm just saying. No, I don't want to make a prediction. Because, you know, <laughs> how do you choose against your favorite children? But the, whoever wins, I'm riding with you all the way. All the way to the Stanley Cup. All right, that's, it. that's all I got. I respect it. Thank you. Make sure you follow straight to the point on all your favorite socials. It's at STTP Podcast. Uh, make sure you turn on notifications to know when we got new content becoming available, also known as more Clipper Slander. Uh, make sure you follow me on all your favorite socials. It's at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore J-Dub Hughes. The S&T Podcast is now at 545 followers. Chris and I said it. 1,000 is the goal by the end of summer. We're on our way there. Labor Day. We'll see you soon for that 1,000. Next episode, we got more to talk about, more of the playoffs, hopefully more Clipper slander. Um, that's a, just, just circle Clipper slander until they're eliminated. And then once they're eliminated, make sure you tune in for the emergency Clipper Slander pod. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right.